0: North-South Podcast Network. Welcome to Viewer's Choice Podcast. I am Marcus, and I am joined by my guest. Uh, Thank you for filling in the prestigious Ryan Gray. Ryan, how are you doing?
1: Hey, Marcus. What's going on, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How about you?
0: Uh, I'm doing well, and right off the bat, I want to say excellent job with the uh, Rumble pre-show podcast that you did with uh, D'Amato. That was an excellent listen. Got me caught up to speed with uh, what's going on before the Rumble. You guys got some things right, got some things wrong, but overall it was an entertaining listen. Um, so excellent job with that, and I appreciate all the uh, the pre-show work you do here on the uh, network feed.
1: Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. It's not a – you know it's not the easiest task to do, but Damato carries me, and all the other guys come in and bring the heat too. So, you know this isn't really a, a recent wrestling network, but you guys indulge d- back into it, and I appreciate that. And you know it's always fun, so uh, it's good to hear that. And thank you.
0: Yeah, glad to have you on. Been wanting to work with you for a while, so glad the stars aligned for that to happen. Sure. Uh, we are here to talk about the 2022 annual royal rumble event uh this was live from uh what are they calling that place now it's where the rams played the greatest uh greatest show on turf um big stadium it's show
1: simple like the dome
0: maybe? the dome at america center that's the name of the venue uh forty four thousand three hundred and ninety was the announced attendance for the show uh, i thought i had a cool look um But let's dive into the card. Uh, So if you haven't seen the show yet, careful, going to spoil it a bit for you. But we started off the show with the Universal title match as Seth Rollins defeated Roman Reigns by disqualification. Next was the 30-woman Raw Rumble match, and Ronda Rousey returned to win the match, last eliminating Charlotte Flair. Next was the WWE Raw Women's Championship match as Becky Lynch defeated and retained against Dewdrop. Next was the big WWE Championship match as Big Bob Lashley regains the WWE Championship by defeating Brock Lesnar. We'll get into that. Next was the mixed tag team match as Edge and Beth Phoenix defeated The Miz and Maurice. And to close the show was the 30-man Royal Rumble match for the uh, world title shot at WrestleMania 38. And Brock Lesnar last eliminates Drew McIntyre to win his second Royal Rumble. So, those are the quick results. Let's dive into the card a bit. Ryan, you are our guest, so I'll let you start. For you, what was must-watch from this Royal Rumble event?
1: Oof. Uh, must-watch for this Royal Rumble event. Uh, I think you could just just from, you know, not really the result, but really the, uh, the action and the story and all that stuff would be the opener. The universal title match between Seth Rollins and uh, Roman Reigns. So, uh, you know give or take a little bit either way with the result of course is always important but just you know what 15 minutes of just them two guys going at it uh told a really good story and it was definitely worth the watch and i'm kind of curious where it leads us in 2020 but um in the in the interim i'm sure i'm pretty sure where roman's going and wherever seth is heading i think that he has a leg up so uh I would definitely watch that because I think it did really push things along for those two in particular wrestlers. Uh, How about you? What did you think of that match, Marcus?
0: I absolutely loved it, and I think this is a great time to pair these guys together because I think these two bring the best out of each other. Of course, there is all the history going back with everything involving the Shield and post-Shield. So there's a ton of story to play off of there, and um, something that myself and Tim will talk about is WWE doesn't always acknowledge its own history. But when they do, they usually do it really well. And I yes. think that's the case here with uh, Rollins and Reigns. Um, my only uh, qualm with the match was during commentary when Seth Rollins was making his uh, throwback shield entrance. Michael Cole says, uh, Seth Rollins coming through the crowd as the shield did for so many years. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, I was watching with my fiance. I was like, um, the shield were together for about two years.
1: <laughs> uh, he, he. They kind of had a few rehashes there in the middle. So they, they,
0: they did. They, they did. But Mike, if you, if you don't know, I like if you didn't know how long the Shield was together, you would have thought they were together for like seven years or something.
1: Yeah, but uh, when you think of the Shield <laughs> coming through the crowd, you think of 2013.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. So, um, but th- overall, I thought it was a really great match. Uh, this one had. A different kind of like sprint vibe to it and just a, a different matchup um than all the other Roman Reigns matchups so far. Uh it was a different match for Seth as opposed to what he's been having. Um it was it was just fresh. It, it really felt fresh. Um I really like the action and this was a situation, I think if you're looking at what had happened on TV, it's one of those matches, um, and like you and Domato talked about it great, like we could have a title change here just because of how good the booking was going into it, um, how great these characters have been in the last year or so. And with the rumble in play, you never you never really know exactly what's going to happen. So um, I thought it was a good way to uh, get to the finish. Um, basically, Seth is egging Roman on. He's trying to get him to do this shield fist bump, and Roman kind of snaps, loses his cool. And uh chokes him out with the uh, front chancery, and uh that's how he gets disqualified because seth uh they do it really well where the ref goes to pick Seth's arm up, and when Seth's arm goes to drop, he grabs onto the rope, and then Roman just holds on for the five count and uh that's the end of the matchup yeah uh, what did you think of the bit of business they did at the end of the match uh with the steel chair and everything like that how How'd that play for you
1: um it was pretty good. It kind of just cemented home that you know Roman was frustrated throughout the whole match, chasing Seth. Um, Seth really got in his head, brought him to that next level, and really pissed him off. Um, I don't. I, I do want to you know just to rewind just a little bit. That kick, uh, that kick out at like five six minutes in, just had me. That was. Oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. That was just like wow. That was that was done so well. Uh, you know Roman Reigns is a hell of a hell of a kick outer <laughs> You know what I mean? and they, how they built that so quick with going through the table at five minutes or three minutes, really, and then the curb stomp at five or six or whatever. And then I was like, holy shit, are they really going to do this? Because when Roman Reigns loses, I expect a Undertaker moment in a way. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. the shock from Mania 30 or whatever. That's my expecting it's going to be out of nowhere in a way. You don't, you least expect it, whatever. So that's kind of what how I see them building up to it, you know, whatever it is but i just kind of want to give out give that kick out it's due and it definitely added to the match and added to the pace afterwards so um yeah back back on track or anyways the the post-match stuff it was kind of like wow we gonna like like i don't want to be like are we leading to like like some shield stuff eventually i know moxley is under contract for another few months or whatever but like 2022 is a long year like are we getting there somewhere or like are they hunting something are they trying to massage a relationship to kind of in the workings it it felt like they like kind of digging a little deep into that too and then to really hammer home the the chair shot at the end made me think of the breakup which you know happened in 14 or whatever you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. i don't know like you said playing into their history are they playing it into – are they getting a little cute with it or are they really playing into their history and they're trying to lay some chips down for future matches or whatever? Because like they have like five or six stadium shows left this year in the calendar year, so it's – I don't know. It's interesting. You know? Yeah,
0: this felt like with them going back to the Shield stuff and playing off that so heavily for the, the purpose of the match, um, to borrow a line from Arrested Development, there's always money in the banana stand. And this felt like WWE just checking the banana stand. <laughs> Alright, cool. Yeah, yeah. This still plays. This is this is still a hit. Um, I thought it was a really good piece of business because it's you I think people like kind of want to cheer Roman Reigns because he is so big and he keeps winning. And when you have a guy who just wins and like he says what he's gonna do and he does it, um, in this case, you know, he retained, but He just looks like a monster, even though he got disqualified. You kind of want to start cheering that dude. Mm -hmm. And with the DQ finish, I thought that was a great way to put heat back on Roman. And all the chair stuff, I think, really put heat back on Roman. Where it's like, okay, this dude is definitely a heel. I don't want to, you know, cheer this guy. Because at the same time, Seth Rollins just had this awesome match and nearly pulled one out. And him back into the shield bag. It's like, OK, I think I might want to cheer Seth Rollins, even though, you know, he's his character is basically like the embodiment of a douche uh, with the, the dancing and prancing around and uh, yeah. the crazy suits and everything like that. You just want to punch that dude in the face. But the way he did it against Roman, it's like, all right, I, I can cheer that dude and the crowd got back into it. They they chanted burn it down, I think, for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, the burn it down, man was back in full effect and it was like, okay, this is the taste of the baby face that we had in 2019, I believe, uh, early 2019. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's
1: really been, uh, built up through 2018.
0: So yeah, it was like that intercontinental title run that Seth had, like it was shades of that. And it's like, okay, like if we can get some more of this. You know, SmackDown could get real, real interesting um, given all those dynamics. So uh, I agree with you. Must watch. A really fast watch as well. Yeah. Lots, of, lots of good post-match stuff. So go ahead and check out uh, Reigns. Great watch.
1: entrances, too. Yeah. Death comes out as the shield. Roman's the first one we see in the Rumble, which is kind of shocking, too. You know, the big dog, the, the top guy, is the first guy we see. So they had a precedence, and they set it early, you know?
0: Yeah, I even felt like the show kind of opened a little flat, and I was like, oh, what? And then Roman comes out, and I'm like, okay, you don't need any, like, really big opening hoop, like, hoopla, um, if, if Roman's the first guy out the curtain.
1: And it, you said uh, Roman's solidified as a heel now, which is, of course, especially that will lead to – that that was hammered home later on in the show. But I'm curious, Seth coming out of this, you you know, alluded to his babyface. I wonder if he's turned because Raw is kind of up in smoke. There's no real direction, and there is, and there isn't really. There's a few chips they could go with, but you know, is Seth's sympathy, you know, piled on with those chair shots or whatever? Or is that just playing to a future story between those two in the mm. future? So, I don't know, there's stuff, there's lanes here that they could go, but this is definitely the most watch out of this Royal Rumble card for sure.
0: Yeah, hands down, totally agree with you. Uh, where would you like to go to next?
1: Let's go, um, We're on the we're on the positive side. So, you know, let's stick with that and let's kind of let the women's rumble. I think there was more positives in that than the than the men's rumble, just based on a few things. But, you know, I think they're both kind of in the same boat of, you know, you can pick and choose a bunch of things out of them to make either positive or negative. But I think there's more of a positive vibe coming out of the women's side. Really?
0: Yeah, I think the women's vi- uh, the women's rumble gave you what you want in a Royal Rumble, which is some surprises, some nostalgia. Um, in some cases, like some some way back nostalgia, which is really awesome to see, yeah. like with Ivory. Um, but also like a good mix of like current kind of mid card talent, you know, some good yeah. shine for like Aaliyah and Zelina Vega, and you know, a couple names go on and on. Um, like they all had pretty good showings. Uh, but then also like the match was really carried by the actual stars of the women's division, your Rhea Ripley's, your Bianca Belair's, your Sasha Banks, uh, your Charlotte Flair's. And then you get the big surprise return and win with Ronnie Rousey coming back. And I have some mixed feelings about that. Um, but that really shouldn't really factor into the match as a whole being must watch in my opinion. Um, I think they did a really good job with this Rumble.
1: Yeah, I think this would be the definitions of thumbs in the middle, and then Mm. you can maybe go a little thumbs up towards the women's and thumbs down towards the men, but I think they're both definitely thumbs in the middle opposed to, you know, thumbs way downs or thumbs way up. Uh, I I really like the average spot, like you mentioned. That was really cute. Can you believe she is 60 years old? (laughs) When I saw that today, I was like, holy shit, like, that's crazy. She didn't make 60
0: she looks incredible. Uh, great to see her. Would love to see her back on screen if there's a role or uh, an interest in that. Like it, it was just really fun to see her and um uh, I'm sure she has plenty to to teach and to give to the the next generation. Um
1: and Even the Mighty Molly stuff, you know, later yeah. in the match. I thought that was cute and I thought that was big for Nikki. You know, just to, you know, solidify you know, oh, I'm, I probably looked up to Molly Holly or whatever, but now fuck this, excuse me, now screw you, you know, I'm yeah. not learning, I'm learning from your mistakes and I'm kind of elevating myself as a heel. You know, I have to do things to get there and I don't know, I thought it was cute.
0: Yeah, it was nice to see two characters who are so clearly like cut from the same cloth, get to play ball a little bit. Yeah. Um, But then also get some heat on, on Nikki A.S.H., Um, you know, beating up Mighty Molly because she's pretty, pretty universally beloved Uh, by the WWE Universe.
1: Yeah, another positive uh-huh. out of this would be, definitely be like a Liv Morgan, nice little run with her, too, you know, up till what, later in the late 20s and where and then she, she reunites with her friend. You know, if that's short term, that's cute. If that's long term, that's a good direction for her. She should be in a mid card with the tag team and eventually hopefully get those belts because she was elevated by Becky in a way. And, I, you know, with her mirandering, she would kind of dip down. But, you know, if, her, if she gets pu- purpose and focus, that's good for Liv and, you know, that could live. You know, Liv. Excuse me, could lead to her, you know, getting a title shot and maybe eventually winning in 2023 or whatever. So, I think this rumble helped Liv a lot too.
0: Yeah, I, I'm of the opinion when it comes to Liv Morgan. One, I'm all the way out. Like, I'm personally, I'm good, but it's just not my uh, my cup of tea as far as her matches go. Um, yeah. You know, some of that, uh, 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 you know, dirtying it up. Her matches are a little too clean uh, for my liking. uh you know so that's just not me but that's also the current the current product and it is for a lot of people so uh, it is what it is there but as far as her like presentation i feel like every push she gets is based off of oh i used to suck but i don't anymore but i'm not as i'm not good enough really to be champion but i think i might be good enough to be champion so i'm better than you think but not as good as the rest of like the top of the division. So like, I'm just going to try really hard. And she always looks like she's just going to cry. Like there's no other emotion or feeling like if she's happy, it's a happy cry. If she's sad, it's a sad cry. Like I, I need, I want something more out of kind of like a, uh, she's not a major player, but she is like a solid player. She does get a fair amount of TV time. There's been plenty of rounds of cuts and she survived them all. Uh, She's, had multiple repackages on TV. So clearly they have like some skin in the the Liv Morgan game. But um, getting back to the point, I think she could really benefit from being in a group again, which, huh, maybe they shouldn't mess up what they had um, <laughs> until they are actually ready to pull the trigger with her and yes. move her up um, into the top tier of the division.
1: For sure. And I, I don't know, it's like, Her character could be one. She connects. So not every female on that roster connects with an audience and she connects with the young girls, it seems, you know, I mean, Mm, or even younger girls. So that's a value to them, I would say. I don't know. But her character wise you know, she she's always that little girl and she's not going to win until she's like a young lady. You know what I mean? So that's kind of how I see her. She's maybe she's in her teen years now elevating up the card and she's not ready to be a woman's champion until she's a girl. You know what I mean or until she's a lady, we'll say, it, let's put it that way, you know what I mean? so it's a, it's a, that's a unique route to look at it by, but you know, I think that it stayed on track and it elevated and it didn't dip down. and I hope that she's kind of stays focused instead of falling into the weeds which has happened so many times in her career.
0: Not a girl, not yet a woman. but let's <laughs> talk about uh, the main woman of this match was the surprise return, a somewhat surprise return of one uh, rowdy, Ronda Rousey. Uh, yes. How do you feel about that? And I guess projecting forward a little bit, uh, what do you see her doing?
1: So she is, what, four months, four or five months postpartum. So that's pretty impressive.
0: That's that's a tremendous feat. Congratulations to her.
1: Yes. So that's, you know, all things considered with that. I think she looked all right. You know, action-wise, she looked, I would say, passable, but not at her peak. So it was safe she was in there with girls that were kind of you know up to speed that could make her look good like charlotte and Rhea and stuff like that and bianca so it was she was in a pretty good spot um i don't know it she's headline she's marquee um mm-hmm. if you want to believe the reports are true that it's charlotte that kind of sounds like fox got their way and they got ronda <laughs>
0: mm, okay since,
1: you know since um ronda was used in retrospect now ronda was used at such a a ploy when flirting with Fox in 2018 for that deal. Mm-hmm. Ronda was such a focus point in such part of a presentation for WWE towards Fox that they kind of had to pay due with that. I would assume. So with Becky being on USA and raw and Charlotte being the top dog on SmackDown, you know, that's probably why they're going that way. I assume, or if you believe everything that they say, but she, you know, her first appearance on TV is tomorrow night on raw. So I think we'll get a direction or answers there. So taking everything considered, I think marquee wise, headline wise, it's probably the right move. Um, Could they have made a girl who they've made? You know, if would there have been some backlash if Bianca won again after, you know, being in at number eight and lasting, you know, what, 75 percent of the match and outshining everyone or whatever is. Is that going to work again? Is there a backlash there or who is the winner, Charlotte? I mean, Sasha returned early in as they announced it because obviously bigger names in their eyes were coming. So they might as well get that surprise with get a little buzz early. And then Sasha enters one and then she's the third girl eliminated. Now, I don't know if she's fully cleared health wise or whatever, but I don't know. I don't really know who to go with here. You know, Oscar wasn't ready, nor was page or bailey i meant to say bailey but yeah page i guess too would work but with bailey not ready and oscar's not ready and the stunning stars of wrestlemania night one or two headlining by ronda rousey versus charlotte or maybe becky um is definitely marquee so i think it was probably the right move for the wwe if you like it or not i think that's kind of what they're doing regardless in money wise and attendance wise that's the move
0: yeah and i i Listen very carefully to the commentary when, when I went back and watched it again. Uh, the verbiage with the Women's Royal Rumble was main eventing WrestleMania. Um, it was less focused on the title shots, more about main eventing WrestleMania, which was kind of like a red herring. Like, oh, uh, not a red herring, but a tip of the hand. It was like, OK, so they keep saying main eventing WrestleMania. So that tells me it's Charlotte, Bianca, and if Rousey comes back. That's it. So I get narrowed it down to those three real quickly for me just by them hammering home, main eventing WrestleMania, main eventing WrestleMania over and over again, as opposed to the men's where they put more more focus on going to WrestleMania, Mm -hmm. headlining WrestleMania, facing the champion at WrestleMania of their choosing. There was a lot more of that verbiage. Um, So given that and that's the direction they want to go, like you said, the business dealings with Fox, you know. Main eventing WrestleMania all that stuff it makes sense That Rousey was the one to come back When the rumble you get the big moment You're going to have all the articles and coverage And social media with Rousey coming back But I think now the Challenge is you've got 60 plus Days of TV to fill And Ronda Rousey Was not a regular TV worker uh, Before she left and I don't think she's going to be One in her return Um, That's a lot of time to kill Um, And I I think it probably would have been a better move to wait another month and kind of just do a bit where she comes out and issues an open challenge, and the you know the champion accepts, which I know a lot of people don't like, um, but I think given the circumstances, I would have wanted Bianca going back to back uh, and really solidify her and give her, um, you know, her unique value proposition in WWE. She's the only two-time winner of the Women's Royal Rumble, back-to-back.
1: Which is a nice kick, of the, you know, notch in the belt, for sure.
0: Yeah, um, and I think that, you know, that could be Bianca's calling card for the next, you know, five, ten years, however long she decides to, to wrestle. You know, that's yeah. something that can never be taken away. But uh, we're here with Rousey. I'm pulling for a Charlotte match. I think it's going to have to be Charlotte and Rousey. Um, I think Becky is better suited with a Bianca. Um, I think she's hey. just... Go ahead.
1: Pay that back from SummerSlam. It's long-term. She was dodging her on Raw the last few weeks anyways. She did the, with the dew drop, got the match because uh, Ron D, uh, Becky was trying to dodge and screw Bianca to, you know, outla- stay away from her. You know, she's a threat. You know what I mean? So that that's the good long-term storytelling there in a way too. So it does line up pretty good. You just my assumption was, and I think a lot of people's assumption were, was, okay, Ronda's back, it's Becky, boom, money, that's the biggest marquee headline, but, mm-hmm. you know, to loop back to, hey, they got six more stadium shows this year, and if the, if you believe the reports that Ronda's WrestleMania, or Rumble this year to WrestleMania next year, on the books, then you figure, all right, then bookend it, Charlotte, bookend it, Becky, you know what yeah. I mean, so, with a lot in between, too, so, you know, it's, it's, makes sense at first you you're after your assumptions aren't right it makes sense with you know adding all the fox stuff and everything and charlotte is presented as a star too and that's probably like you said that is probably the best in-ring product for ronda rousey right now is charlotte flair
0: absolutely like charlotte flair she definitely has her detractors i personally am am a fan of charlotte um i can see the critics some of the criticisms uh in ring but um i think for the most part Uh, she's the best that they've ever had in ring on the female side of the roster. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to delivering a big time match with a big time name, nobody does it in the women's division like Charlotte Flair.
1: Not as consistently at all. hundred percent agree.
0: So uh, looking forward to that. If that's the road to decide to go down.
1: Yeah. And Uh, if they have Becky, it's, it's, it's all right. It's the biggest marquee match that they have. Right. It would work out either way. They're in a good spot.
0: Yeah. Um, so that's the Windsor Rumble, and those are our two uh, must-watch so far. Do you have anything else on this card that you consider to be must-watch?
1: Um, I think the presentation of Brock in in, in Lashley is much watched. Like yeah. the feel it felt big. It it, it it delivered to an extent. It didn't like not to your wildest dreams, but I think that it's set up for an, again like the universal match. It could be set up for another rematch down the line, which would be a big match. And if you if you look at Lashley's kind of history with this, you know, big run he's had. He's had series of matches, and again, six stadium shows. So yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. So yeah, I think you it would play a factor of it, and you get some gnarly looking German suplexes, and if that's your flavor, you know, that's something you'd want to see. Two meaty men slapping meat. (laughs) So I would say that's must watch with a, you know, with like a hesitation in a way. it depends how it really depends on your expectation and if you're expecting to watch it anyways then you might as well
0: yeah this is must watch for me just for the fact that like they were able to get this match in the ring finally after what 15 years or so of this being like a dream match um and And it's not
1: the package was fantastic yeah it's just it just didn't live up to that initial video package but i assume that it could if they were to go head to head it could continue sorry
0: no, no, and you're 100% right there. And also, the I think the character dynamics are a little wonky here. Um, Brock is, of course, a baby face, but he's got Heyman, so it kind of makes him heel. And you've got Bob Lashley, who people people get behind. He's another guy that has a connection with the audience. People get behind him, but he's also kind of a heel. Is he a face? Uh, the dynamics are a little weird. Um, he's both ways. Yeah, so... I think that might have played a factor into the overall like delivery of the match, but for me, this is must watch for all the great, <laughs> all the great, uh, um, pathos and everything that we got uh, towards the end of the match. Um, yeah, with the big dog coming out, Spirit Brock getting the belt from Heyman, getting his girl back, <laughs> walking out with it was tremendous. And yeah. when I saw this with my buddies, I was like, this is the type of male soap opera drama yeah. that like I want to invest in 100%. Not guys looking at their hands and saying I love you. No. This is it. Like two or three like we got three massive men here uh, all involved in this, and you've got Paul Heyman as like this damsel in distress. It it plays so well. And what, do you, um, what do
1: you what do you, I freaking loved you, man. Yeah. <laughs> i get into that i lost it when he said that I freaking loved you man and then brock looks at him like what do you mean you freaking loved him it's just it's it's it was beautiful and it played out played out pretty well i feel like it it may have missed the chapter in between but you know they can always back channel on the upcoming tv but yeah it's it's <laughs> freaking love you man it was delivered so perfectly
0: yeah, I, I loved everything about this. Um, especially like once we got to that finish, it was really good. Um and seeing Bob Lash as WWE champion again. Uh now a two time champ. Love to see it. And it kind of leaves I think the gate wide open on the raw side. Um, because we do have some contenders. Uh you know, draft, I think um I guess roster alignment, raw or smackdown starts to get a little wonky come uh WrestleMania season. So We'll talk about a little bit more, I guess, when we talk about the men's rumble. But, like, there are some returns there. Where are certain people going to line up? Like, the WWE title pitcher is wide open, I think.
1: Yeah, which is which could be definitely looked at as a positive. You know, that could be some compelling TV if they did it right. You know, and then you have Edge floating around too, which I'm sure will hit on quickly. But you know, Edge is coming out of this feud. Edge kind of did his thing with his wife. Does Edge want to insert himself into this WWE picture? Because that's ultimately his goal when he returned to get the title he never lost back. So, you know, I don't know if he can go to that well again. But that's another option to throw in there too. But you have AJ, Edge, uh, Rollins, Lashley. Is Big E on SmackDown? I'm, I'm not 100% sure. you got some players there that could kind of cash in, and I think that the Chamber's in a good spot to kind of get us there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just to add on to that list, Owens, um, oh. uh, returning Drew McIntyre, like,
1: there's... Theory, if they wanted to, you know?
0: There's definitely a path there for Austin Theory. Um, yeah, I, so far, a little little bland for me in ring, but he is getting plenty of time with Vince McMahon on television. You can tell they've got big plans for him, yeah. uh, and I don't think he's going to be twiddling his thumbs and catering come WrestleMania. Like I, I think he's going to have something big planned for him.
1: And then you know, even if you want to go to the well and be like, hey man, like what's Finn Balor up to? Why is he left out of this match? You know, right? Yeah. Is he was he left out on purpose? I'm sure we'll get to that in a little bit too. So, but Raw is in decent spot. It's just that they're. Their star power is not as high. You know, if Brock and Roman are like tens at star power, the raw guys are hovering around sevens and some may have been elevated to eights, you know, if that really. But there's definitely a gap between the two shows star power wise.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. And I guess now's a good time. It just feels like a natural segue into the men's rumble. Um, Yeah. For me, I'm going to give this a skip. Uh, we talked about it earlier. You alluded to it with, um, you know, thumbs in the middle, slightly up for the women, slightly down for the men's, uh, to bring it back to football. I know there are no, no more eight and eight seasons, uh, with the extended <laughs> season, but it's, this would be like two eight and eight teams. And one is like really happy that they got to eight and eight. And the other one is like, yes, the Eagles dream team that like, <laughs> like missed all, uh, all expectations. Um, yeah, this is fell a bit flat. It was really like heavily backloaded towards the end. Uh, a lot of people compared it to like uh, Rumble 2012, I think, and uh, 2015. Like, and those are not too strong Rumbles in my opinion. Uh, th- just really disappointing. Um,
1: yeah, I don't. I don't think that it got as low as 15 um structure wise and booking wise and all that stuff i don't think it would it got that low it didn't lull it wasn't so forced but it definitely wasn't like all right here's the thing i would go i'd go like 2.753 if i was to grade it you know what i mean Mm, mm -hmm. it's like it's on the fence of being good it's a rumble. It's super entertaining just with everyone coming out every ninety seconds. You're anticipating surprises. So a live watch, you're like, oh, this is this is still fun. You know, this still this is still delivering because of all the anticipation, the fun action, the angles, who's coming out next. That's hard to be like, Yeah, this is bad when there's so much fun with built in within the rumble. But, you know, you take a step back and you'd be like, Oh, you know, that wasn't was that pizza really worth it? Like, my stomach is kind of sick. Mm. Like, eating pizza, <laughs> my, eating pizza is super, super fun, but should I have gotten a small? Did I, you know, I, like, it kind of, like, allude to that really, like, was it, like, ah, too much? Like, it, but was not enough? Like, there's something off with it, where in in the past rumbles, like, 2020, 2020 is like a 4.5, 4.75, like, rumble. Yeah. That's, like, a top 3-5 rumble all time. And then, like, last year I was missing the, it was well-booked, but it was, like, missing the the crowd. So it's like, oh, we haven't had the crowd in two years. Like, that's going to add to it. But we're in the 11s, 10s, 12s, and these guys are getting no reaction. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this crowd's kind of dead. It's not adding to it. So, I don't know. There's yeah. definitely factors missing, but there, there's some positives to take out of it. Yeah,
0: there's some positives. And I, I think one positive um, that really hit me, and it didn't really hit me until I watched the match, was this whole, I, I don't know if youth movement is the right term, but the roster turnover. Yeah, and,
1: transitional part, yeah, for sure.
0: And how a, a decent amount of guys are partnered up with these characters that we've seen on WWE over the last five to ten years. Uh, you know, Sheamus and Ridge Holland, Mad Cat Moss and uh, Baron Corbin, Austin Theory being on TV with Vince McMahon, and you know, that's just three. There, There's tons of others um, that are kind of like, Loosely associated with somebody or branched off because they had a feud. Um, a lot of getting people over by association. And in the past, WWE hasn't always done that. And I'm on the that actu-
1: it, you know no, I mean?
0: no, not at all. Yeah. I th- I do think it's you know whether it's a positive or negative, it is something different. And people have been clamoring for roster turnover for the last decade. And you got it.
1: We're getting there. You know
0: what I mean? mean there are tons of fresh faces. Some of them. Uh, a little fresher than others, some of them maybe too fresh, not ready for the spotlight. Um, I think that hurt this rumble a little bit. Like this is a match you get to see once a year, and I have to see Mad Cat Moss, and I have to see oh, Rich Holland. Like, where's where's this star power? Um yeah. where's where's Cesaro? Where's Finn Balor? Where you know the names can go on and on. Where are the Usos? Uh, You go on and on with how many guys weren't in the Rumble. Um, But instead, those spots went to guys starting to get established a little bit more on TV. The company hopes, uh, you know, they really take off.
1: Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to look back where this where this Rumble looks roster wise. You know, how many guys where are these guys in a year or two looking back? You know, I mean, I wonder if how this Rumble is going to look once it's looked back on is like it wasn't as bad as we thought or yeah it it stunk you know what i mean so i don't know i thought like some of the stuff that they did early with like johnny Knoxville, i thought like worked (laughs) like yeah that gaga got us through the you know the early tens or the early teens part of the rumble so um it was building up where it was like Honestly, we didn't get a surprise unannounced entrance to like the early 21s, which was Drew. So everyone in the top 20 was announced. So that kind of was just like, all right, well, that part was there's five unannounced. So that was building up like, all right, who's it going to be? Who's going to be? And then it delivered with Drew. But I don't know, early on, not to get too far ahead, but early on, I thought it was it was fun fine it was a typical rumble you, like i said you're into the entrance you're into the music you're into the action it wasn't bad but i thought knoxville early was definitely one of the high points and it was worth seeing it delivered johnny he looked great you know i mean shibata jr <laughs> yeah, he, he,
0: oh that forearm to aj styles that's uh probably the best strike you're gonna see on WWE tv all year <laughs> that was something a lot yeah, of contact like there me, brother yeah, that was great. Um, yeah, I thought the Knoxville stuff really delivered. I thought uh, Sami Zayn looked really good the way he got his elimination. Um, Knoxville taking all the, the the finisher circuit was really fun. Yeah, the,
1: the, yeah, that that's a good call back to the finisher circuit too. So he was like, it delivered. Like that stuff usually doesn't don't deliver. It hasn't been delivering on SmackDown. It's kind of, kind of wonky or whatever, mm-hmm. but it delivered. And kudos to them for it to do so. Because yeah. all, all I could think of was Pizza Hut at Survivor Series. And that kind of made me think of, like, that's what made me think of Jackass. I'm like, oh, no, what's, they can't be doing this again with, like, the Pizza Hut stuff. But it delivered. And Johnny was a pro, so he deserved his.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad he got his moment. It, and uh, he'll probably get a, a WWE Hall of Fame induction oh, playday, uh in a couple years off of this. Um, but let's let's talk the uh, meat and potatoes towards the end of this match. Uh our last couple of entrants, we got Orton in there, who I thought was a low key, sneaky favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, given that the show's in St. Louis, and they've never really hammered home like Randy Orton's a St. Louis guy, but they did play into that a little bit in the uh, in the build up, and um, just the fact that Randy Orton is aligned with Riddle, and history tells us when Randy Orton has somebody to work with in the Rumble, he's gonna win that jank. Uh, he did it in 2009 when he had uh legacy to work with. He did it in mm-hmm. 2017 when he had the Wyatt family. And cool. I thought there was definitely an avenue where he was going to pull it off, uh, last night.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. And by them, a lot of alluding to it means that they didn't really probably take Orton serious as a contender, but that would have been a really good story to kind of cash in on and would have added to the story within the rumble. Um, how much, Looking back a little bit here, how how much of Kofi's accidental elimination do you think kind of hurt this match with the moving and the shaking with the guys and the mirandering later on, too? We're like, oh, this spot was supposed to happen, but Kofi's not here. Do you think that kind of hurt late, too?
0: It definitely could have. Um, I didn't even really notice it too much, but now that you mention it, uh, you know, Kofi's always a big player in the Rumble, and he had the the early elimination. It took him way over a decade to finally— for one of those spectacular elimination saves to go wrong. Um, tremendous effort, though. I think this was his boldest attempt at, <laughs> at saving off elimination, uh, and he just missed it by inches. But kudos to him. That was that was a tough one to pull off.
1: Yeah, the velocity um, of that drop kind of felt like Ooh, a little risky on that one. And you know they were they were cashing in on some good luck, and I guess the piper was due on the bad luck.
0: So. Exactly. Law of averages finally came around to strike.
1: But, yeah, he was had some velocity. He was out of a cannon on that one. Um, but, but, yeah, yeah uh, that kind of fucked with the guys a little bit too, having to book it on the fly in a way.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely a good point. And I think some of the eliminations, like Big E going, it was, this is another point I wanted to bring up. In this – I guess these two rumbles, they were a little bit clearer about not wanting certain people to interact with other people. And that's probably because, like you said, they've got six stadium shows and they need to save plenty in the bank to get there. Um, but Biggie was out before Brock could get in, and I'm like, that's a matchup I would want to see in the Rumble. But yeah. you know, they get rid of Biggie, so like maybe we'll head there uh, in the future.
1: Could be a little protection, or it could yeah. be like, hey, you were supposed to be out with the Kofi stuff, so maybe, maybe. Unfortunately, I don't even know who threw him out. I think it was Orton.
0: Yeah, Orton and Riddle. Yeah.
1: So it sounded like probably they maybe told you know not to get too into it. They were maybe like, hey or you're 29. You got to get you got to get Big E out to save him from Brock. You know because he's supposed to be out before Brock gets out there. So or, yeah, sorry. possibly. Yeah, you know, not to get like too nerdy or in the weeds about it, but no, definitely a, a good possibility. Possibility there. I kind of liked Otis too here late. I liked that he was in there late. You know, kinda, yeah. he's been slowly rising up the card again after kind of finding his footing. And you know, even Chad Gable early with coming up with the plan to get rid of almost, I thought that was cool. Um. So I let, I've i definitely been into stuff Alpha Academy's been doing on TV, and I'm mm-hmm. glad Otis got a little shine with the big boys late, too, added to his little style power and allure. So that was a, a positive, too, I would look at it.
0: Yeah, when people will talk about who the pandemic affected most as far as, like, yeah. uh, you know, on-air characters, oh, Drew McIntyre, you know, had to have the WWE title with no fans, and that was tough, and, oh, you know, Bailey had a run with no fans, and, oh, this person was affected. That There was a time in summer 2020 or so if you would have said otis is going to be wwe champion it wouldn't have sounded that crazy because this dude was over he was beloved and it was all natural that mandy stuff was electric yes (laughs) um and just how much he was able to do with really one storyline um and have that personality shine through was like okay he's got money in the bank if he becomes champ it's believable People thought, okay, first show back, Otis is gonna cash in. It's gonna be a great moment, and that wasn't meant to be. Uh, They repackage him, they strip him down, they build him back up, and finally, build back
1: up, and it's kind of starting to see it.
0: Yeah, Yeah, he's he's climbing the hill. You see glimpses there, Um, and not same thing for Gable, but like Gable's another guy that start and stop, start and stop, and with all these roster cuts that have been happening, this was a dude you figured. He might, you know, he might go, but he's somebody who's benefited from all the roster cuts because they finally showcased this dude, and it's like, oh yeah, this dude is really, really good. Uh, and he put these two together, who are, you know, best friends outside of the ring, and it makes for a tremendous package. And I hope they don't split them up too early, and they just let them do their thing because I think they both had great shines in the Rumble, and I want to see more of them.
1: Yep, they're both slowly creeping up and they're delivering on TV, which is kind of hard to do week to week with so much volume. But they—they're mm-hmm. they, awesome. I'm—I'm I'm happy and I'm happy they beat RK Bro because that was a you know a pretty good long title run. And the team to beat them is you know is a team that they're gonna use or trust or whatever. And I'm glad it was them. No question. Uh, what do you what did you think of the two kind of like celebrity slash return surprises with Shane and Bad Bunny? Where would you where would you put them on the up hit, thumbs up thumbs down trajectory?
0: Um I would go thumbs up for both. Uh Bad Bunny had a fun run yes. uh in 2021, so I'm not mad at that. And man, this is probably uh, going to get me some heat, but like I love Shane McMahon. <laughs> and <laughs> I think he's really only been bad in that stretch where they asked him to do a little too much. Um you know, and that was before he left.
1: Yeah. Um uh, that's
0: probably that was- the worst.
1: That's in retrospect, that was a pretty weird spot to throw him with, uh, yeah. with Ron, and uh, he gets like ugh, it was it was mostly a miss, but the match was okay okayish, you know, it kind of yeah. delivered, but the expectations were so low because the build was so bad. But um, yeah, I I, I liked I didn't like I didn't love him being third to last, but I liked I kind of liked the pop I popped when it came out, and uh, you know if you overlook some of the striking, <laughs> like I'm glad he was there and he was somewhat impactful, you know.
0: Yeah, I'm of the opinion, uh, when talking WWE, that Shane McMahon is the greatest WWE superstar to never win the WWE title.
1: And That's pretty bold, buddy. It We're is perfect it is. out there. And <laughs> Scott Hall.
0: Yeah, there is. There's a lot of names out there. But I think Shane McMahon, when you're talking superstars and complete package, um, of course, you know, the last name definitely helps. Um, but the, he's the definitely man, an
1: interesting GWWE guy. If if you, you were to indulge into him this year,
0: he is. And I'll I'll give a little spoiler. He's he's in my top fifty. Um,
1: I believe he was in mine in 2017, even before he came back.
0: Okay. So and yeah. maybe the comeback might have hurt him a little bit.
1: Um, he give had, and take a little.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was fun to see Shane. I'm usually not going to complain about seeing Shane McMahon. Um, I find him to be pretty entertaining still. Even so. When I think- now well, he's as old as his, oldest, before his dad.
1: Off, before from... we kick Shane away, buy or sell Shane versus Austin theory WrestleMania. <laughs>
0: oh, I'll buy. Yeah, let me buy some of that stock. You wanna
1: buy Absolutely. some of that stock? All right, yeah,
0: all right. We, let me get in on that on the ground floor. That please. just
1: popped in my head as you were talking about
0: him. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, that'd be fun. You wanna I'll... buy some of
1: that stock real low? Okay, all
0: right. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy some of that. Let me get a handful. That's uh, That would be that would be that could be really fun and uh yeah. Good TV. Yeah, let's 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 do it. Um, WrestleMania is two nights now, so yeah. I'm bad at it.
1: But uh, what about Bad Bunny? Where you see him? Obviously, um, he's going to be on the card, and I think he was pretty fun in the in the actual Rumble.
0: Yeah, he was fun in the Rumble. It was cool seeing him take the F five. Um, cool seeing him interact with Orton a bit. Um, bad Bunny, he's harmless. He's he is for the caliber caliber of celebrity that he is. WWE should be licking his boots anytime (laughs) he wants to come back uh, because he is a mega big deal. Um, But yeah, I hope they find somebody to pair him with because I think he's great as like a second. Like I thought the package they had last year with him and Priest worked. Yeah. Um, So I don't know who that's going to be. If he's going to be pounding around with the Mysterios, I would like to probably see the Mysterios and um, Bad Bunny versus probably like Corbin Moss and... Seamus or something like that um or Seamus Rich Holland and maybe Corbin so some combination of like those four guys versus those three guys I think is what's going to happen
1: okay that's cool I see well I seen him. I saw him come out in the first person that they showed on camera I think the first first person he interacted with was Seamus and I was like holy shit Seamus could carry him to a pretty fucking good one-on-one match yeah and that would be uh such a good spot for Sheamus, and I could see that delivering, so I, that was kind of my feeling. But overall, I think Bad Bunny added to the match. I just wish that they were a little more, like, hush-hush about it leading up, and it didn't really get out that he was, you know, they tweeted a picture of him and the Undertaker, what, 24 hours before the Rumble, and I, I think that, like, the, the sheets and everything kind of hurt this match more than it helped it. Mm. it and really, this card. In
0: general. Yeah, and I guess, you know, I was able to say, stay away from a decent amount like i saw the ronda thing probably like the day before okay. um other than that i hadn't seen like bad bunny uh or too many others other the uh surprises be leaked so or i guess rumored on so but you
1: um, think they promoted his concert on raw his world tour. Oh, did they?
0: okay i yeah, missed that too was like it
1: starts in august so we're like all right so he's not doing anything for the next six months
0: Hmm. <laughs> right Get a couple paydays <laughs> yeah
1: interesting like So, like, why couldn't we be a little more hush-hush about that? But, yeah, Yeah. it kind of is what it is. You can't get really mad about it.
0: And I think that takes us pretty naturally to our winner of the match, uh, Brock Lesnar. How do you feel about Brock winning? It seems like the path is very clear where they're going, which is not a bad thing. Um, But what are your thoughts on it?
1: Yeah, I think it's the biggest match they can present. Mm-hmm. Right now, without taking a risk of trying to elevate someone up to Roman, and honestly, I don't. I think Roman's title reign still has a lot of steam on it, so I wouldn't really consider elevating anyone up to it. I would just kind of build to Roman's title reign, which would be Brock in kind of finally blowing that off, because if you rewind back to December, October, whatever, them guys on TV, them two with Heyman has been excellent TV. So sure I, has. I, I, I would trust for them to make the WrestleMania main event for the third time, you know, compelling and really good and ex- wanting me to watch it. So in Heyman, I trust in Brock. I trust in Roman. I trust with it. But on paper, am I super? Is it super sexy? No. Am I satisfied? I'm con- I'm I'm content with optimism, but, you know, and then, for, like we talked about on the Raw side earlier, for them to take a risk with someone with they don't even know what they're doing yet, then why not? You know, they're not going to handcuff themselves on the Raw side. And it's just kind of it's a little bit unfortunate that the Universal WWE and Men's Rumble kind of were affected by one match coming mm-hmm. together. You know, in a, in a way, looking at that, that's a little disappointing. But then again, it was also good TV. So it's really your expectation in... Where you're at with it. So overall, I'm content with the the, the verdict. Um, I just don't understand why they had to go home so quick too. Once he came, once he came back and delivered, why did we have to go home? We're on Peacock. We you know we're not on pay per view or whatever. So you know the the verdict was they they were at time constraints and they had to go home. So mm. that was a little weird. And I did pop for Brock laughing at the fireworks catching on fire again. So, <laughs> So bold move by the WWE to be like, yeah, we had a fire, but fuck it, it's WrestleMania, we got to do it again, you know? I mean? Light let's it up, light, yeah. Let's light it up, and then Brock, like pointing and laughing. So I don't know. Overall, Brock has been fantastic since returning at WrestleMania at SummerSlam 2021. Um, he's been fantastic. Everything he's done has been gold, um, with very small misses really. In or you know whatever, but overall, I'm happy and I trust that they would get us in a spot wanting to see it, you know. That's yeah. That,
0: right? Yeah. And, and a couple of Rumble pools. I selected either Brock or Roman to win um, because talking about WrestleMania, talking about 100,000 seats to fill in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they're going to try that both nights or if they're going to have some uh different configuration or what, but it's a tall task. And that is the biggest possible matchup that they can they can have. Um, And I thought it was going to be title for title. So, when the business went down with Bob Lash getting the title, I was like, "Oh, okay, so mm-hmm. I know Brock's gonna pop in this and win, but uh, I was a little surprised that they didn't go title for title, but a fine detour that they took by getting the title onto Brock at day one, having them have a little run on on Raw, and now you can refocus and get back to what you're originally gonna go to um and I think they deserve some credit for that because." That's not something they always do. Uh, Sometimes they forget to go back to stuff, but they are going back to it in this case. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I think I'm probably going to pencil pencil this match in at WrestleMania as a top five all time WrestleMania main event before the match even starts. Oh, Um, you're talking
1: at at the end of the bell. You think it's going to deliver top five?
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Okay, Um, Hey, it. And Marcus, we trust with this. That would make a lot of happy people. And it would, you know, sacrifice, you know, in some eyes, sacrificing this whole Royal Rumble pay-per-view to get there is well worth it. If yeah,
0: that I, I, it's going to deliver. It's going to be awesome. I do um, trust them too, by the way. Yes. And yeah, um, I know I'm really high on a 31. I like that. That one's in my top five. Um, and I think this one's going to be in there too.
1: Um, so I'm looking now, forward to it. Would you, is there a wild card where Seth, you know somehow inserts himself in the next nine weeks the way they booked that finish are they leaving themselves it out if they get if they don't trust the one-on-one match to kind of like they did last year where they didn't trust edge and roman are they leaving seth kind of on on the plan b you think or is that just he's just going to raw and we want to keep him straw because he's going to be a piece in the raw title match
0: i think to the naked eye that might sound like oh come on no way
1: but if you think Um, about it you know if you think
0: about it, and you think about the triple threat from Rumbles, was that 16 already with uh, Lesnar, Cena, and Rollins? Oh,
1: that's 15 with Philly. 15.
0: Yeah. Okay, um, that was incredible.
1: Incredible. So the, and it's, the ingredients it's, are there, yeah. right?
0: The ingredients are there, and so. the
1: history is there with 31.
0: Yeah. Oh man. Yes. Oh, it's.
1: That's what ooh. I was alluding to earlier when I brought it up.
0: Yeah, uh, we could have a situation on our hands. Really? <laughs> we could.
1: We so, could, especially you know, that's if the why crowd I latches on to say, Seth. That's why I want to say three matches. They they sacrifice three outcomes, you know, which kind of hurt the overall matches in a way. But in a way, no, that is, you know, are they leaving themselves out, or is it definitely them just the Brock and Roman WrestleMania 38 main event? Is that definitely it, or are they leaving themselves a kind of wiggle room, like? Eh, we'll see if this needs a little steam. Like, last year, we can throw the third guy in. And there's tons of history to, to go back on.
0: Yeah, that's it's definitely in the cards. I didn't I didn't think about it until you said it. Um, hmm, yeah, something it's, to think about.
1: We talk things out and figure it out, you know what I mean? Something
0: to think so, about, for sure.
1: So before we get out of here, would you, with the two other matches we didn't allude to, you know, would you consider them misses or just kind of bad placement and what did you really expect type of things?
0: um i would i would just go skip um
1: yeah unfortunately there was a fire in the middle of of becky's match yeah so what a crap half the crowd was distracted but it's not like that was you know they were very hot for the universal and very hot for the women's royal rumble so there was it was obviously a come down match anyways but to add a fire in the middle of that which is unnecessary that's they, they were in a rough spot but overall it was probably like a like a, a ladies two. If you you know if you do gentlemen three, no one cares. That was like a ladies two. <laughs> mm.
0: Yeah, it was fine. It, it was nice to see a fresh face with a dew drop. Yeah, I like uh, the- getting that spot. So that's cool. And um the mixed tag um cool cool because I know it means a lot to Edge and Beth yes. to be able to team together. It's something that seemed impossible. Uh you know ten years ago. Yeah. You know finally be able to happen. So it, it's cool to see and. I love Miz and Maurice together on screen. I love the TV show. Uh, I love them individually. I love them together. So I'm never gonna complain about uh, seeing uh, Miz and Mrs. Uh, on screen.
1: Yeah, it's but, just just rough placement being in the middle of yeah. the Rumble and everything, you know, or that towards the end of the Rumble and really being a cool down let down spot. You know, if that was like a like a B pay per view, that probably would have been received a little better. But um, it was fine, you know, and it was smart by Edge to put himself in that match instead of the rumble where he returned two years ago and won it last year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but yeah, I, you could probably skip it, but I would, I would put it on for Maurice. Actually, Maurice got outshined Beth a little bit. If you, if you want to talk about that in a way with the hurricanrana and stuff
0: yeah, like that, Ma- uh, Maurice came to play. Yeah, Maurice brought, brought the working boots. Yeah. She looked fantastic. Um, she was definitely probably the highlight of the match. She, she was, she really delivered.
1: Cool. But, uh, I don't know. I think we're towards the end of this, but it sounds yeah. like we we took a a negative twist and kind of ended a little positive overall. Reflecting that's kind of just like the vibe of this whole show, like negative on the surface, but if you dig deep, it kind of wasn't as bad as. I'm curious how it's gonna. How I'm curious how this car is gonna age in the next months or so, and then years afterwards.
0: Yeah, um, like for my final verdict, I would I would give it a must watch, but not for the Raw Rumble matches themselves, and usually. Uh, with this event, it's the Rumble matches that carry the card because, you know, it's, that's why you're there. But I think in this case, I think especially the two world title matches were so strong um, that those were my two big takeaways. That's what I wanted to see. So um, I would go must watch, but on the strength of the two world title matches.
1: Yeah, um, for sure. And then, but like the Rumble's always, even a bad Rumble's fun to watch with all the electricity of the entrances and who's coming next and all that stuff. So a live watch, it they're hard to not be very good with the history of them. But the bar's so high that it was a thumbs up. I mean, thumbs in the middle, slight up, slight down. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of your flavor. If you're in the mood for it type of thing, you know?
0: Yeah, without question. So uh, I think that wraps us up. Yeah, man. Yeah, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. And uh, you know, hopefully have you on again in the future if you can make it. And uh, everybody, thanks for listening and remember, the choice is yours.
1: Cool. Thanks, Marcus. Later, guys.